Welcome to Bat and Spider episode 187. What? I'm Bat. What? He's Spider. What? This week for the show, we watched What? The Pied Piper. What? When do you when do you stop whatting? When uh until the person melts. Yeah, when the MC the is just like, that's enough, dude. It's enough, you idiot. Uh for the show, we watched the Pied Piper. Uh, an hour long stop motion um motion picture from the Czech Republic from Czechoslovakia. Um, yeah. Friend of the show. Oh, hold on. Let me let me this is this Kreiser. Was that the real title? Kreiser. Kreiser. Kreiser, the Pied Piper of Hamelin. Is it Hamelin? Hamelin. Saying that right when I say it in my head. Hamelin. Oh, snap. Kev just logged it. Wow. Hot log coming in. We got a hot log. Awesome Danger Pods. Kev, this was incredible. Five stars. Yoli watched it. Four stars. Very cool. Very. Really? She's humbled. Really? Shocked. Shocking. The day after we announced it in the Discord, Protolexis gave it five stars. Enraptured, he says. That's totally his idea to say that. A stop motion work of art, inspired design, sound, and storytelling. Thank you, Bat and Spider, for bringing this to light. We, mm. we did it, Chuck. Everyone grab your buns. Get ready. Spread them. Dale picked another. Spread. <laughs> Squeeze them. Get a feel for the material. Slap them. Mm-hmm. And get yeah. your... Check the thickness. Get your butter bell and your, and your butter knife. Mm. You know? Is a butter no a butter crock? Get your butter. I don't know what a bell. I was pre- pretending to know what but butter bell was. Yeah, the butter bell. I really wanted to ask yeah. you. Get your butter. What is butter bell? Is that margarine? No, butter bell is. Uh, so okay, this is not <laughs> good for podcasts. But since we're talking about okay. buns, spreading them, and uh, um, and and real butter, a butter yeah. bell is a is like a little. It's a little ceramic crock, right? Okay. Okay. It's got a lid and underneath the lid is a, is a bell shaped piece of ceramic, but it's the lid. Okay. Okay. And then if you take the lid off of the butter bell and you flip it upside down, you fill the bell with butter. You smash it in there. So it's like, and then in the crock itself is a, is a, is a layer of water. And then you put the butter bell upside down. You put the butter bell, you put the butter upside down because it's like upside down in the yeah. bell and it, and it goes back into the crock and like the layer of water, it doesn't touch the butter, but it like seals it from the outside. So you have fresh butter, a butter, that's what? the butter bell. Everybody look it up. Give it five stars. If, 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 uh, this is your, if you're new to the butter bell life, but anyway, spread, get the butter. And your butter knife and, and smear it on your ass cheeks. I'm looking at a diagram. Uh, uh, the anatomy of a butterbell crock. Wow. Keeps butter at the perfect spreading consistency <laughs> by reflecting outside heat while insulating a, and cooling the butter. This is too much. I can't handle this right now. Uh, I'll have to research this after the show. Uh, but thank you for Because then you'll get into the weeds. Do you, do you have a butterbell? Um, I, I'm, it's not currently in use, but I have a butter bell and I was big into the butter bell for a long time. Cause you know, but, but like you, yeah. I go headfirst into the research and I just kill myself with information. And then you start reading like the butter bell. We keep our butter out all the time. 
but but mm, supposedly yeah. in the butterbell it's only good for is. like a couple days and then it's not supposed to be good anymore but you got to replace the water it's a thing wow i'm see i'm i'm already thinking i'm going to order a dozen of these for uh, christmas next year i'll be done christmas you, shopping you just tie a little ribbon around it you and you do the thing with the ribbon where you like scrape it across a, bl- a scissor blade just curl oh, that bad God, boy up i haven't done that in years so this is Is Christmas. there anything like that feeling? <laughs> so what have you done? Another year old. And a good word just how about when you How about when you can cut the wrapping paper without closing the scissors? You get the perfect mm, sliding Jesus. motions. Oh, God. You just slice right through that. It's paper. like... It's like get your cheeks and spread them when you when you, that happens. Jesus, you're, you're going to need a fresh butter bell after you uh-huh. finish cutting that paper. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you're going to have to change the water in the butter bell. Oh my god! Speaking of changing the water in the butter bell, Chuck, I'm glad you reminded me to bring this up. Um, yeah. You know, the past couple of years, I've been trying to make an effort to go to the Carolina Fear Fest, and I like to get word out there. I like to tell people that I'm going to be there and uh, you should, guys should come, right? Well, is that happening already? It's in, it's in May, but they, they made a oh, big, May. Oh, Chuck, okay. they made a big guest announcement this weekend. Oh, okay. Um, let me guess. I don't know if you'll guess. Uncle Frank. But speaking of, it's, it has to do with cheeks and spread and <laughs> I can't, even, <laughs> I can't, I shouldn't make that association. That's terrible. Hmm. Hmm. Mm, uh, uh, Kathy Ireland. You're not far off. Uh, Tammy from Tammy and the T-Rex. She may, this person may be starred in as many horror movies as Kathy Ireland. (laughs) Uh, it's Jenna Jameson, Chuck. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, (laughs) (laughs) wait, she's been in horror. I didn't even know she's been in horror. Yeah, I think she was in one called Zombie Strippers. I've never seen it. Uh, um, wow. Yeah. So that's big news. Oh, I. Or, uh, what Dale. is the thing? What is the thing called when Curly Howard gets on the floor and starts spinning around in a circle? I did that as soon as I read the email. <laughs> yeah, just huge news from from the Carolina Fear Fest camp. Wow. And all this is going through my head. Like, is Jenna Jameson, like, is she born again? Is she okay? Is she okay? Last I heard, she was really ill. Am I crazy? Wasn't she, like, really sick at some point? I don't know. I don't know why I'm bringing this up. This is a lighthearted show we're doing here. but Yeah, I mean, I was kind of leaning towards what I've done with my own self to Jenna Jameson. But now let's, let's talk about Jenna's health. <laughs> let's talk about the whole, like how she's doing as a person. Um, I know. Uh, uh, February 1st, 2023 Jameson confirmed in a TikTok video that she and Bitten had ended their relationship and was in a relationship with barber and influencer, Jesse Lawless. That's two people. She married law. I don't know what's going on here. This is, oh, she has a, a Galen, I can't say it, Galen Barr syndrome. Oh, but it was laser, later, later proven to be a misdiagnosis. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Let's cut all this from the yeah, show. Yeah, come on. I, I'm going to cut it all out. Um, 
This is too much for Jenna Jameson. Uh, this is too much information. Um, Dale, I was just, you're not going to believe this. I was just checking my email. Um, and very interesting thing just came across. Really? That per- pertains to this show, and I should probably read it. Really? Live. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm a little, I'll, I'll just read it. It's a little weird, but it's, it's good. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Okay. Ultimately. Okay. Uh, okay. This look, uh, it comes from uh, tape deck. It's from the official uh, info at tape deck. Dot com. Uh, email address. Oh, okay. Sh- the official, the official one. Yeah. Uh, it says dear uh, insert name. That's probably a mistake here, but uh, <laughs> just ignore that. Um, we are pleased to let you know that your podcast has won the Tape Deck Podcast of the Year Award. What? Um, this means you'll get, uh, I guess it's me and you, we'll get first dibs on Bagel Friday. That's big. Wow. Because those bagels, they go quick. Those cinnamon raisin um, bagels, we get, they're, we, they're, they're non-existent by oh the time God. we get to yeah. them. Forget about getting a slice of lox, yep. you know, by the time we get there. Because our offices are way, you know, we're basically in the basement. Um, So... Um, we get, uh, oh, we get those reserved parking spots for the podcast. The oh, year. Sh- you, know how, you know, the special spots on the, the top floor of the, the official tape deck parking garage. Oh, That's pretty nice. God, yes. Uh, and they, they go on, they say, we at tape deck congratulate you on your, on a year of breakthrough podcasting and we hold you in high esteem. And, uh, yeah. And they, they say we, uh, you know, we, we, we're like our show is like uh, uh, it's it shows what what their company what tape deck can achieve in the years to come. So that's that's pretty big. I I mean, I'm I'm actually shocked. They, and then they wish us happy new year, tape deck. Your tape your tape deck family. Um, just what? wow. This is shocking. I, I kind of yeah. I mean, every you know the listeners know our history with tape deck. You know, we have a. It's not you know, the best relationship, but it, you know, it just, it's the current situation we find ourselves in. Um, but I got it, but Hey, th- I, I mean, this is great. This is so nice. Yeah, I think what, a, you know, yeah. What a, I think Chuck, what it boils down to is, you know, we're the creative types and they, they have a business to run. And we, so a lot of times we don't see eye to eye, but we we're all striving towards the one common goal. And that's what tape deck has always been in our corner about is propping us up to, to get the best for our listenership. And this proves it. This proves that that tape deck has been yeah. just like silently there, even if maybe they're just trying to get the best out of us. And this proves it, I think. Yeah. You know, it, it's like when the boss comes by and, you know, tells you you're doing a good job. Like, you know, that's, you know, that uh, we, we don't get that very often uh, doing this show. Um, but I'll tell you this, this is, it's a big boost for me, for me. And I, I assume you like, I, I, Oh, I feel great. This is great. Um, so great. Right yeah. Now. This is wow. the reserve seat. There's reserved parking spots alone. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, and I the know. bagels too. I, I mean, you know, cause it's always, you know, the cinnamon, cinnamon raisin, the French toast bagels. I know you love the cinnamon raisin ones. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I do. And, I I, do. and I've seen your face. I can't count the number of Fridays I've seen your face or your, I come to join you in the lunchroom and I see you standing over the remnant, whatever's left of the box of bagels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're just staring a hole through that box, through the table <laughs> into the ground. 
to Satan's lair. And you're just, I, I always have to snap you out of it because yeah, I know, I yeah. know there's never any cinnamon raisin, raisins for It's you. upsetting. Yeah. To say the least. But, but uh, is, times are changing. This is great. And it you know, feels good. You know, I don't want to say like, this is why we do the show go, to get recognized, it. but it feels good to be recognized. It does feel good for them to finally, you know, come out and say it. And, uh, and, and in a big way too, in a big public way like this, yeah. you know. Yeah, this is. I mean, we'll get we'll we'll spend all twenty twenty four with that that tape deck podcast of the year badge on our show art. You know, it's going to be big. This feels good. God, this feels good. Well, I yeah. feel like the rest of the show. I just feel like we could do anything for the rest of the show. I know. Feel alive, I'm floating on air. Feel alive right here. now. Um, what, how, how's your week been, Dale? Anything cooking <laughs> over there, boy? Well, we talked off air about the big, the big news that I can't really talk about. Um, but yeah. boy, that's it's just my mind grapes are just crowded with <laughs> thoughts of fatherhood right now. But I did watch a movie, yeah, Chuck. Yeah. I did manage to to squeak one out. Good. Um, randomly, I watched the movie Bull Durham, <laughs> Chuck. Wow, I, I, you're probably wow. just like Dale. What what out of all the movies in the world? Especially after this big Jenna Jameson announcement, you watch the movie Bull Durham. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I say, I know, but I saw it was leaving the HBO Max and I, I was like, you know what? Mm. Let's, let's just watch it. Let's watch it. And Kevin Costner, I always thought the movie was just like Kevin Costner being like the ins and outs of him playing minor league ball as they call it ball yeah um minor ball. My, and it was a romantic little ball. comedy but i did it's a rom-com i didn't know anything more than that right so this is the movie that susan sarandon and tim robbins met on and tim robbins is like 50 percent of this movie he's a big part of this movie yeah that's right and What's the relationship there? What, what is, are they both pitchers? Is that what, what's going Tim on? Tim Robbins here? plays, uh, Ebby Calvin Lelouch. I can't even say that without, <laughs> this is not, is not real. And his two ass cheeks have a starring role in a part of this movie. Um, but he's a young, like renegade maverick picture. He's like maverick. He's, he's like, he doesn't play by the rules. He's too young and naive to know what the heck he's doing. And sometimes he sucks. He sucks. So they bring in, um, Kevin Costner's crash something. And he's this old gr- Lawrence crash Davis crashed. Yeah. Crash Davis. He's this old grizzled vet catcher. And oh, he's the they bring him in from the Louisville Redbirds or something. And they're like, we need you to like refine this guy and make him the career pitcher that he's going to be. So, you know, with a bit of, um, disgruntled attitude, you know, he, Costner's kind of like, yeah, like he's been playing minor league ball for 20 years or 15 years. And he's kind of relegated to that. And he kind of knows this is as good as it gets for him. So he's got this chip on his shoulder that he's like, um, he's grooming this guy to go to the majors. And Susan Sarandon plays this minor league baseball groupie she's like <laughs> penny lane for the durham bulls 
and that's exactly what she like. She a, lays it out at the. Is this a fantasy movie? The, at the, this is a Lord of the Rings. At movie? the beginning of the movie, she's like, "I pick one ball player from the club, and I'm monogamous yeah. with them the whole season." But that's what wow. I mean. She's just she's just porking Durham Bulls players, and she is caught between Tim Robbins because he's young and virile, and she thinks she can help him and fix him, and. Yeah. But, but also like she is an older woman, like Tim Robbins plays like a 20 year old in this movie. And she is like this older woman who likes, you know, like the finer thing. She likes kind of like a gentle, she likes a gentleman and she likes, uh, you know, like, you know, like liquor to, to beer and she likes jazz and, and crash comes in <laughs> yeah. and is like everything that she wants in a man. Mm. It's very interesting because I, uh, I'm skipping around, but the Kevin Costner character, I didn't really buy completely, but also the last 20 minutes of this movie is like some of the hottest romantist, romantist, the hottest, most romantic shit I've seen in a movie without like, it's, it's hot. It is a hot movie. I don't know what else How to say. How many days is it? It's, I see it's still on max. How many days do I got to watch this? Just every, like, I don't even know if the, the, the first hour and 10 minutes of this movie matter because the last 15, 20 minutes yeah. of this movie, it just added up to this like fantastic. I don't know. It was like, everybody kind of got what they wanted. And Susan Sarandon has this like huge payoff because crash. Like I was, I was butter because crash knows how to treat her and it's exactly what she wants in a man. It's, it was, I don't know. It was fucking, um, it was amazing and it was horny and I recommend everybody watch bull. Yeah. I got to watch this. I've, I've never seen it the whole way through. Uh, I, this is a, this is a basic cable catching it in glimpse. Mm, okay. Me. Yeah. Um, and the only thing that the only scene that I remember is, is it Tim Robbins getting into a fight with another ball player, like in a parking lot or something? Yeah, that's uh, he gets in a fight with Crash, yeah, and Crash has to break it up or something. Oh, oh, they're fighting each other. Oh, okay, it's good, good shit. Wow, Dale, this is big. This is huge. It's huge. News. I wish I had some sort of sounder, but I, I now I'm dying to watch Boulder because I want to. I want to. I want Melissa to watch it because I don't think she's seen this. First off, she loves Kevin Costner. Oh. I I mean secondly she loves sports movies. She loves really? sports movies. Oh maybe yes. this might be the movie for her then. This might be the end all be all. This might be her favorite. I'm, movie I would and we should watch it. Yeah. I would be morbidly curious about what she thought about Kevin Costner's character. Yeah. And I, if if you guys do watch it let me know what she thinks because I mean the last 15 will, minutes I of will. this fucking movie is like just the hottest thing I've I've seen in cinema. Yes. Can't wait. It's this, this poster, he's like on a car with Susan Sarandon holding a, a Miller High Life in his hand. Right. Kevin Costner and his loafers and khakis. You're staring at his pleated khakis right now. And it's probably second billing to only Kevin Costner is the amount of pleated khakis he wears in this movie <laughs> is just insane. Like, what a time. What were these? Uh, dockers? You think they were dockers? I think they were probably dockers, yeah. God. Remember dockers? That was like a, was that a status symbol for like the late eighties, early nineties? Yeah, that's a good question because you, I mean, remember you would actually see commercials about Dockers? 
Like yeah, and it was always like a horny woman like looking at a man wearing Dockers. Yeah. Like, oh, gee, you know, biting her lip. Yeah. Like, are you serious right now, lady? We could go to the Coles right now. I can get some Dockers if this if it's going to be this real for you. Dale, I just thought of a. Uh, uh, this is it. This is YouTube. Uh, this is a YouTube video. Me and you. We're going to do a, a social experiment. We're going to see if ladies love Dockers in the year 2023. We're going to get a couple of pairs of uh-huh. Dockers. We're going to go in high traffic areas and uh, just interact with ladies on the street and see what happens. I love it. To see where the, the, the dice <laughs> ends up. I love it. I love it. Yeah. See, w- 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 and, we can uh, see we'll how see many times the, the butterbell rings. Exactly. And the, and the cows come home to roost. We could keep counters for like how many times they try to look at our penises, how many times they look at our butts. How many times they ask how many pleats there are <laughs> Yes, on right. our thighs. Yeah. How many times they look at like the cuff at the bottom of the pant leg. <laughs> how many times they ask what shade of gravy we're wearing. Sorry, that's an inside joke for Melissa. Uh, thanks for thanks for listening, Melissa. Uh, she got this coat uh, on our Christmas. She doesn't like that one. That's... that's, that's <laughs> she got this this coat over Christmas, and I just kept saying it's a it's a gravy it's a gravy colored coat, uh, like a chicken gravy. Whoa! And it's just I can I can't stop saying it now. Now everything that's like beige, like anything yeah. in my life, I call it it's gravy colored. <laughs> Good, I love it. So that's where I love it. it, Chuck. What is the Pied Piper? Krisar, Krisar. Is that how you say it? Did you look that up? No, you didn't. No. Did no, you? I didn't. No, okay. Sorry, sorry to our uh, Czech listeners and uh, Slovakian listeners. We don't. Oh yeah, know. sorry, sorry about that. It's the Pied Piper. Do I need to explain it to? You? Well, I'll refresh you if you don't. If you don't remember, there's a there's a there's a city of Hamelin. They got a rat problem, and uh, you know the rats are just overrunning everything, eating everyone's food, just being a, a menace, probably carrying disease. You know, yeah. I mean, you gotta figure this comes from the time of the plague. You know, this story. So, yeah. Um, but thank God they're a Pied Piper, a Piper. He's not really Pied in this movie, but uh, he a Piper shows up and he he goes to the uh, town elders. He's like, "Hey, I can take care of the, this rat problem." And they're like, "All right, we're gonna pay you a thousand Czechoslovakian grubles. I don't know what they are." And he's like, "All right." He takes care. He whips out his magic flute, leads the rats to. Uh, the nearest body of water and uh, lemmings those suckers right in there. And um, <laughs> goes back to the uh, the town elders. They, they're eating their meal. They laugh at, they laugh in his face, Dale. They're like, we're not going to pay you, you dummy. You should have taken a, a should have got a deposit at least from us. <laughs> you know, that's really what he should have done, right? He should have had him sign a contract. Yeah, he's not a businessman. 
but uh, so yeah, so then he vows revenge and uh, he ends up turning the the whole town into rats and then drowning them. <laughs> Nonchalantly <laughs> drinking water at the, at that last part. Spoilers. They that is that. I think that's a new var. That might be a new variation on the tale. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I did a little cursory uh, uh, research, and I think that might be. There's a few things in this movie that I think are new added. So we're not we're not getting like a facsimile edition here of uh, the Pied Piper of Hamlet. Right. But this is the Pied Piper of Hamlet. Dale, I'm dying to know how you came across this movie. If you even ha- have a story about that. Dude, I I keep lists. I, I, I I'm going to tell you if if I learn about a movie, it's probably through Instagram. Okay. In one way or another. Or if I'm uh, uh, anything I see that could be a potential for the show, I put it on a list that I keep. And um, I don't know how specifically I came, I, I came across okay. this, but it was right. recently. It was around December when I saw that this movie existed and I was like, what is this piece of what, art? What, what grabbed you? Did you, was it like, a, did you see a, a clip? Did you see a still? I saw a clip of the movie in okay. Instagram. It, there, I didn't see it. I didn't listen to it with sound, but obviously you don't need sound, but it just looked so striking because it said it was stop motion. And what I was seeing was imagery of the Pied Piper himself. Uh, one of those moments. And I was just, I was like, I need to know more about what this movie is. Let me put it on the list. And that's what I did. You hear Folks, this is how it, this is how it works. It's my process. Um, <laughs> yeah. So now Dale, how, how was, uh, how was viewing the, the, the final product for you? I, I mean, I just, <sighs> the detail in every, every piece of surface area that's on f- camera in this movie is so beautiful and it's uh what did i read it was based on german renaissance art or pied piper pied piper of hamelin yeah take your time and find that because i i wanted to look that up if there's a school of art that this is taking from Oh yeah, so the, the art design was based on German expressionism and medieval German art conventions. Uh, this, um, and then one scene in the film features two-dimensional animation style like the painting on the wood. Uh, this segment was inspired by medieval painting on wood and in particular the art of Jan van Eyck. Um, but that was cool. That was striking. That was beautiful. I mean, and it looked so nat, like the wood looked like wood, like it was a piece of wood and they painted on that piece of wood. But yeah. I was so smitten with, I don't know, like this gothic intricate detail on every piece, like the houses, the town, um, the, a lot of the shots where there was like forced perspective where like they like yeah. the back street like the back of the street in the town was so like it, everything came to this like tiny 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 little like point in the center of the screen but it was but there was like moving pieces back there like the people like there were people back there and stuff i i just like my heart 
was just in it the whole time. It was beautiful to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm glad you, I'm glad you said that because it needs to be said. Um, and I think that's something I, I, I went through a lot of turmoil, inner turmoil. Mm-hmm. Turmoil is a strong word. It's probably not the right word. Watching this movie. Um, my guard, my guard started up. Okay. A little Why? Because this type of, this type of art style is not something I'm attracted to. Okay. The, uh, the, I, I can say that it is, it's well done. I can see why people like it. And it, and it did, it did start to win me over, especially by the second half. I really, I kind of lost my guard and I, and I got into it, especially when the Piper showed up, I think. Yeah. Um, but well, there's two things I want to talk about. One is, this is a very different movie for us to watch. Uh, yeah. We're used to conventional live action. And there's a whole adjustment you have to make where in order to like, take in a movie like this, you almost have to like get over the part of imagining the, the, all the work that went into this, all the, the toiling away, all the, you know, the, the man hours of, of the maniac sitting there carving these things, animating them, you know, that it's hard to not let the, the appreciation of that overrule any other thoughts about it. You know yes. what I mean? It's hard to like get past that and take it in as a story, take it in as a piece of art because you're, because the making of it is so on display, even though you're not seeing the animator's hands, like you can't help but think, it's just so like part of it, like the the visual side. You you just know this is a miniature thing, dude, and that people spend yeah. hours, years of their yes. lives making. This. Yes, years. And it's hard to get <laughs> like it's hard to not want to yeah. just call it a masterpiece because of that. Exactly. You know. Yeah. So that that was like one fight in me. The other fight was the style because I, I I it's you said like German medieval Gothic expressionism like it. That sort of like it's very angular, exaggerated. You know, a lot of the characters, I, I, I was just like, ugh. I was just grading against it. Like it wasn't, it, it wasn't like, I, like it's just, it's just a thing I kind of bounce off of. I'm just not, you know, I appreciate why people like this kind of thing, but when I see it, it's just like, mm. it's not my thing. Yeah. You know, it's as stupid, stupid and trivial as that to say that. Um, so I had to like, kind of like get over myself a little bit. Um, and the first thing that really, I think the first visual that really struck me though, was the clock. I don't know what it was. The bell, like the morning bell that rings in the sky and how it's, yeah, how it's in the yeah. sky, but it's just clearly mounted on the painted sky backdrop. Yeah. But it's like, I love how it exists in that, in the world of like, Oh, it, like it's a real bell and it's, you see them all the mechanical pieces moving it and ringing it. But then you see it's mounted on what's supposed to be the sky. Yeah. And it's like, you're, you're, you're like, it, it's, you know, it's like a fuck you of like, you're supposed to believe this is like a, a, a real thing floating in the sky, but it's obviously mounted on this piece of wood. Yeah. I don't know. It, I was like, I was taken with that. Yeah. That, that charmed me. Oh, cool. A bit. Yeah. Cause I was, I was, cause I was my, also wondering like, do the townspeople know that that's there or is that, 
or is yeah. it just a sun to them? Like when they see the sun come up, the sun exists to them. Yeah. But this, yeah, the, yeah. these rats beating on the bell, was that just for our sake or was that like something that exists to these people in this town? Which I think is good to have that question because it's, uh, it made it really interesting. And, and yeah, I was just like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't, all that to say is it took me, you know, a good half the movie to like be into it, I think. <laughs> and I was also, I think I was a little impatient in the beginning because it, it's like a lot of scenes of, you know, it feels like, it feels a little bit of like, oh, we're showing off, you know, our whole anim- handmade <laughs> animated thing and our little models here. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> like just showing all the, all, every inch of the town and what everybody does. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. It, it's a great, it, I don't know how else you would set up this little city and, you know, how it works and who the major players are, especially, oh, we should say, this is a wordless movie. There's yeah. no dialogue. That's another thing uh, that we're contending with. It's like um, purely visual uh, with, I mean, there's there's audio, of course, but there's music and people do talk, but it's like Peanuts mom. Right. Or Peanuts teacher. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you got something to say (laughs) along those lines, there's no dialogue, but I think, you know, that's a whole layer of storytelling that somebody needs to worry about because as opposed to, um, what did we just watch? Was it last week that, um, cryptid dark secrets, cryptid dark secrets. uh, I was bitching that, there was not one bit of plot that wasn't explained to us through dialogue. Whereas <laughs> yeah. this, there is no dialogue. So, so the, the, the creators need to get, they need to think like cre- on a creative level, like how are we going to get the message across that visually and audibly, everybody's going to understand what, what is going on in this movie, especially in the beginning when, everybody like values money and they're very um, nitpicky and so absorbed in themselves and themselves making money. They don't really care what it does or what they're doing to benefit the other people in this town as long as they get theirs. Yeah, I got I I the the leftist in me definitely wanted to know if like the director was a little bit of a anti-capitalist. Mm-hmm. Um, cuz it is so much the town you uh, the inner working, I mean the amount of shots of that coin coin minting guy alone Dude, yeah. in the first half. Oh my god. Um and even like the title chat I weren't, weren't wasn't it for a while there were like title chapters where like he would bang out another coin and it would have a different picture on it and it would sort of set the scene but it seemed like they didn't stick with that. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, there's a, you know, it, it, and they're, they're just, it's just focused on the comp, the, the, um, what's that word that starts with an E that's the economy of this, of this town, yeah. <laughs> uh, how everyone, you know, has their job and, you know, people are haggling over the price of flour. And I like how, like it started, it started from like the the top down, like they're at the the very beginning. Yeah. It's like these expensive 
things that people are haggling over. And then it like, it, it filters down to like people haggling over the, the price of flour so they can make their damn bread for the day or whatever. But it was like, it was yeah. like tiered, but everybody at every step yeah, of the way true. is tag is haggling. Yeah. And we have the, this fucking, this jeweler to the stars is like a big character. He's like, Oh, it seems like he's just like, he's just got the, he's just making the best jewels and he's going from house to house. Uh, but it seems like he's got, I mean, we'll learn, he has other things on his mind, not just the, yeah. Making them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Not, uh, on uncut gems, but, uh, and everybody's toiling, like everybody's hiding away their gold coins. So nobody knows how much they have, but yeah. they're socking it all away. Everybody's got a different hiding place for it. The, the way they, the way the creators, the animators accomplished some of this stuff on that level, I can't help but get past it. And Chuck, you you brought it up, but like, you know, how can you just watch the movie and take it in for face value as like what's being accomplished when it's so hard to think about? Like, you know, there's a scene where they tried to make it like a three dimensional where this guy's like moving his coins and like moving it from uh, one edge of the table to the other, but it's really like being done on this like two dimensional scale that's a little relieved. And there's a little bit of three dimension yeah. to it, but it's not as as like thir- three dimensional as the camera's making us think. But it's like all these little tricks to 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 get the point across of what's going on. Like they're counting their money and stuff. It's beautiful on on such a detailed yeah. Yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Like to to be able to like th- that's the problem you have to tackle when when you go in to work that day on and to animate like how this guy's going to yeah. count his money. How are we going to accomplish that? That, that makes it look like half decent. I know. I know that that coin thing was mesmerized. I think I just watched some YouTube video the other week of uh, someone showing how they used to mint coins in like the medieval times. And it was basically that same Whoa. process. Really? Just like a, yeah, just like a blank circle. And then they stamp it out. <laughs> And that um, audio when he was stamping out the coin, I was so that yeah. was so cool. The audio, uh, the sound effects in this were really, really well done and paid attention to. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. And I, I uh, when I was collecting the some audio f- to pull for the show, I, I I noticed the I thought we didn't hear the 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 pipe the pipes being played until the piper showed up, but it's it's in there the whole time. Like you can hear it in the beginning. And I was like, oh, oh, I didn't even notice it before. Um, but it's 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 in that opening scene. Um Yeah, um yeah, so it 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 I think the thing, oh, we I, I did want to bring up the the differences. It, it it I alluded to sort of like the big difference is that in the end he the piper kills everyone. Whereas <laughs> right. traditionally the story is about like a, a I was reading about the origins of the story and it was about this, this moment where all the children in Hamlin went missing. It was like 120 kids went missing. And that's where like this legend comes from. It's like, like the idea of, of a mass of children disappearing probably from the plague or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but cause that's what I, I think that's the story I was told was like the Piper gets his revenge by leading the children out. Uh, and hides him in a cave or whatever. Uh, but in this, he just, everyone just turns into a rat. Yeah. And he just leads them to his, to their deaths. 
<laughs> and the other thing they added to compound his, you know, not only did they not pay him, but the drunken jeweler and his two buddies uh, basically rough up and rape uh, the Piper's love interest. Friggin' that scene was so startling. <laughs> Like yeah. I was so, yeah, I was so uncomfortable they for they stop, mo- a stop motion. They don't rape. show it, but it's like, yeah, but you're like, oh, I know what's, I know what they're getting at here. I couldn't believe that what they <laughs> I was like, went there. I know, and they didn't show it, but they still like yeah. just the creepy, uh, the creepiness that crept in, like, because you know what's happening, yeah. Jesus, because that's like, uh, yeah, yeah. the jeweler's just like creepy from the get go, and it's, it's very interesting that the jeweler had eyes on this gal and the first time the Piper's coming through, like he is compelled to jump out the window. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Like, so it's laying groundwork there that, you know, if, if the Piper tried hard enough, cause the jeweler's already a rat, he's just, you know, like he's compelled to get out of the room. I thought that was very uh, well done. Very interesting. Yeah. The, the one thing that I, one of the most striking images that I don't, I couldn't come up with any hoity-toity answer for was when the jeweler's fitting that necklace for the the fair maiden, and he bends the point on it. So when she puts it on, it slices open her chest. Did he? Oh my god! Do you remember he that? Purposely bent. He purposely <laughs> bent the pin. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. There's a scene before where you, he you see him bending the pin back so that it'll scrape her. Holy. Her skin. Holy open. shit! I didn't catch that. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't, I don't know. My, my art brain isn't working. I, I couldn't figure out that's, what the point of that for was. For one, that's but it is, but sickening. It's striking. Yeah. That was strike. That it's was sick. striking. Yeah, and it was sick. I don't know what to, <laughs> to what end, what that accomplishes, but yeah, that's sick. Oh my God. I didn't know he did it. Maybe it's just like, he's, it, maybe he's just like, mar- he's like marking his territory. Like he's yeah. like, he's like, he, I, I, this beautiful young maiden's mine. Right. I'm going to, Mark her so everyone knows it. Yeah, I don't know. Wow. Um, how about the 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 show of gluttony? This this was the other star. Oh of the my show. When, god! When, uh, all the the town's rich people get together to have a meal, and it just the the meat being chewed and the wine being poured. It's disgusting. Oh my god, dude! It was it was uh yeah, it was curt like curdled my <laughs> stomach. You know to see. The amount of Slim Jims they went oh my, through on set. I know, right? <laughs> That's all I could think about. It all looked like Slim Jim. It all looked like jerky. The amount of human hands that had to uh, move up and down these mouths full of meat. <laughs> yeah. the, the the amount of people that had to, that it that it took to uh, assemble a, a miniature baked chicken so it could be torn apart. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, that's right. He tears the legs tears the off. legs off. Then he eats it. My God. And the wine is just flowing and the rats are at the, underneath the table. Like they're so gluttonous Ugh. that they don't even pay attention to the rats at their feet, like eating all their they're refuse. Oh my God. And, and yeah. the, uh, the scene with the, uh, the butcher butchering the steer. And then it's oh. like a transitions oh, no. to the wine coming out of the keg. Oh my yeah. God. They pulled that trick twice on us. Yeah. Friggin' that. Yeah. The gluttony is, I mean, that was <laughs> a lot. Yeah. 
Uh, I how about the rats? They, it was like uh, sometimes they would cut to real life rats. It was a close up of a rat's yeah, face. Yeah, I gotta give gotta give them props to that. I mean the the yeah. the rats uh getting dumped in that thing of water. I mean that was just like what you know. Uh, oh man, yes. how many how many days did they spend dumping rats and <laughs> live rats in the water? <laughs> that was probably to be fair. That was probably like the biggest or the fastest scene to shoot. So they're not animated. Yeah, that's true. They're rats probably, in like, water. They probably like peppered that in in between just to break up the monotony. You know. <laughs> Yeah, they're probably like, "Hey, boss, you mind? Should we shoot some more uh, live action rat footage? I'm I'm getting tired of animating this uh, <laughs> this butcher." Yeah, yeah. All right, fine. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, fine. Have at it. I also like. It felt like sometimes the scale of the rats change. Like at first, I thought they were like the size of of the human characters. Like I thought they, these rats were huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, but then sometimes they're like more rat sized. They are actually bigger, yeah, usually than like they would be in in real life. But um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I'm trying to say there. But <laughs> the design of the Piper, he was badass. You're, I mean, if you guys are listening to this oh, podcast, yeah. look at the podcast art because Chuck's art is just beautiful. The Piper that the. When he showed up in his design and that he's not pied, Dale, I don't know if you know, I looked up the meaning of the word pied because I, I didn't know what this means. It just means like two-tone. It's just like, usually oh. the Piper in the story is wearing like striped or like checkered, you know, like two bright colors. Really? Or two like, you know, black and white together or yellow and black. But this guy's he ain't pied. He's not pied. Chrysar. He ain't pied. He's like, uh, I don't know how to describe him. He's like, he is gray. He is like gray, olive green, brown. Mm. He is uh, olive green, almost rusted. Yeah, you know god. that olive green cloak is just like, like was was everything to me. Oh god, beautiful. I would this. Yeah, this cloak, the way it moved and bowed. Oh my oh, god, I, I know. Around. I was into it when the when those gluttonous fools like the town's elite. Yeah flick that black button at him like that's what they're willing to pay him oh my god like the i was the emotionless unsettled anger just behind his eyes little eyes (laughs) (laughs) it's like he's like in his head he's like you did this to yourselves i know in the in the the wiki it says uh uh, when they do that and then he comes across his love interest dead in the house. Uh, The Piper climbs up to the highest tower in town to the top floor where the machinery for the sun that we saw in the introduction is located. At the very top is the God Saturn holding an hourglass. I did not know that was, I did not know that part. Um, But there he was. The Piper and Saturn have a silent conversation and a decision is made. (laughs) And then the Piper (laughs) fucking goes to town. I, I think I may have ADHD'd out at that point. I was, uh, I think I forgot that he met anyone up there or I didn't realize. I didn't realize. No, I don't, wandering. I don't even remember, recall him having a, seeing anybody to have a conversation with. Yeah. yeah. But that, but that, uh, I do remember him walking up there and that was awesome. Yes. That, that, the one 
soundtrack thing that I loved was this electric guitar. When it came oh in. yeah, and it, it I remember kicking in when he's when he's marching up there, his sort of death march up to the top of the mountain. And when he's carrying that torch, it's like a matchstick. But yeah. like, oh, that torch that was so amazing because you know, like, what's what is a stop like an eighth of a second a frame? So they're just like every frame they're, they're capturing this match that's burning so the fl- the flame like is flickering every which way it's it's so cool looking well because it's not like it wasn't a real flame right like it was i was under the impression it was, it was like a real a piece of paper or whatever oh maybe. oh really i oh. just thought that maybe because it was you know it's like an eighth of a second of a match burning at every so yeah like see in my head it was like it was like a, a you know fake fire maybe and that they have to consciously um fluctuate the lighting they have to every every frame they have to change the position of the lighting and they probably have to change the strength of the lighting because that's kind of what fire does right like it's it's constantly Mm -hmm. changing how bright and how not bright it is (laughs) yeah (laughs) and also the direction of the flame that it's going you know it's yeah, uh, talk about getting lo- again getting lost in the sauce of you know just being amazed yeah. at the work being yeah. put in, but at the same time also like just enjoying it because it is visually incredible. Yeah, that flame, good call, Dale. The flame. Um, yeah, this electric guitar was played by. I looked it up. This guy played in this. Uh, I don't know what I don't know if it's a prog rock band, this Czechoslovakian Art, band. Are you listening? I listened to a little bit of it, Dale. I couldn't. It's not for Art. me. Sounded like sounded like Frank Zappa stuff to me. Whatever. But maybe you should look it up. I can't pronounce their name. Okay. But uh I'm right on top of it. You should check it out. Maybe it'll be up your alley. Yeah. Uh I was you know what? Like I know there was a very small cast of characters in this, but only the only, only the lady and the fisherman not getting turned into rats and the baby like everybody else is a rat. I was like, aren't there any good people in this town? But oh, I guess yeah. not. You know, they all die. Oh, that's right. There were some people that didn't get. Yeah. Yeah. Just the baby. Oh, that's interesting because because that mirrors some, uh, what happens in the tale is that oh. like a version of the original tale is like there are three children who don't get led away because like one is blind. So he can't see where he's going. One is deaf because so he can't hear the flute or the pipe. And the other one is I can't remember. But there's like yeah. Oh. I, so that did I didn't even realize that. Uh, that's cool. that's that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. I like I like I like the romantic aspect. Like because it wasn't like a huge part of the story, but it, it sort of humanized the piper a little yeah. bit. Where he's like he's just stoically sitting there with his pipe and this this hot young you know maiden is just like no into him she's just like tenderly lays her head on his shoulder it's adorable and it's just this like yeah it's just this like nice little Mm. bit of romance they put in here but i mean as soon as he comes across and sees what happens to her man these motherfuckers (laughs) got a death wish yeah (laughs) the transformation between the the their human design to the rat design was amazing Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. Because it was like, and like when they're going in the water, it's 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 half real rats and half 
dressed up fake yeah. rats. Yeah, yeah. With their like little bonnets <laughs> on and stuff. Yeah. And you can see the the rats in the water playing like, you know, lumberjack <laughs> on the log with the fake rats. Oh man. So friggin' good. Yeah. Good pick, Dale. Yeah, I, I'm I'm glad that I was able to get I'm gonna c- congratulate myself and get over myself and sort of enjoy uh enjoy it. Yeah. You know, by the end. I I, I got sucked into it and I was in I was I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. It was a, it's a good pick. Challenging our uh, yeah, our own stylistic wants and needs. Maybe. How about us? How about us? <laughs> <laughs> and it was on uh, good old archive.org. Go archive.org. Don't let those. Don't let the men shut you down. Exactly. We did just learn that uh, there's a the company called uh, Deaf Crocodile remastered this and released it on Blu-ray. This year, well, in 2023, really? so you can go find a deaf crocodile. In in North America? Is this available? Yeah, it is, yeah. You can. Oh, oh, yeah. cool. It's, um, I would love to see a, a, a nice version. Yeah. How did you, did you watch this on, how did you watch it? I watched this? it on, uh, Pro, Protolexis found it on Vimeo under, oh, that's under right. the original title, Kresar. That's where I watched it. And the quality was to be, it was wanting. It left wanting, but. Oh, okay. All right. Then it was probably the same yeah. version I saw. But there, but okay. on YouTube, you can see a trailer for the remastered version. It looks really, really oh, cool. good. Oh, awesome. I'm going to watch that. <sighs> um, this, is the, this is the time in the show where we, uh, we, we pivot to the letter segment. Mailbag. Three one five five four four zero nine six six. That's the official Bat and Spider hotline. Bat and Spider Pod at gmail.com. For all y'all Bat and Spider needs. And this is the part in the show where I I half listen it's true. to the voicemail segment while I furiously start my search for the next movie we're gonna yeah, watch. That that is a fact. God, am I going to pick this Cleopatra Entertainment Jam? It's our show. God, it looks bad, Dale. It looks bad. I, I can't think of what, I, I can't think of anything else we should follow up the Pied Piper with. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of half star, half stars on Letterboxd. Maybe, Dale. <laughs> I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can do it. Uh, looks like uh, this week, ready. Chuck, we have one email and one voicemail. So I'm going to get to the email first. Okay. From friend of the show, Scott Marvel. Scott, how are you, buddy? I miss you. Love you. Scotty. Scott Marvel. Uh, legend in our Letterboxed Reviews uh, Discord channel because uh, that dude is hard on his reviews. Legend. <laughs> he is watching movies left and right. Um, cool as ice email subject line. I was so excited to see you guys drop cool as ice as I have so many stupid memories of this film. To show my age, I was 18 when this hit and I was working for my local West Coast video. What's up? Get the best at the West. West Coast video, Scott. Uh, We would occasionally get VHS screener copies of films weeks before they were slated to hit shelves. And this movie was one of my most prized possessions. My street cred jumped up a notch, yo. It made the rounds to all my buddies for their fly-ass date nights chilling with day girlies <laughs> until I eventually just <laughs> lost track of who had it. 
Needless to say, it's either in a VHS collector's collection or in a dump bin somewhere in a Goodwill being picked up, laughed at, and then put down again. Thanks for doing the Lord's work, gentlemen. Word to your mother, Scott Marvel. God. Thank you, Scott. Do you think, um, do you think when Vanilla Ice goes to church, he like kisses his fingers and to JC puts a peace sign up to Jesus? (laughs) Yeah. He has to, right? Every day, every day is a gift. And I think he knows that. (sighs) Yeah. Uh, I have a voicemail truck that I have preloaded into Riverside. Hold on to your assholes. (sighs) Wow. My, I just, I just, my assholes just tried to swallow my own butt cheeks. Because, yeah, it's, it's a buttercrock situation (laughs) with, with our, with your asshole right now. Because, because there's no promises. Who knows how long we could be here? It's 11.05, Chuck. We might not get out of here until 12.35 just to play one voicemail. <laughs> well, at least, at least it'll give me time to pick the movie. <laughs> All right, I'm going to try to play it. Here we go. Clicking it. Clicking the button. Clicking it. Clicking the button. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I... I, I I got to go back to my Mac to record. I I just can't. Do they promote this feature as working just for short clips? Is it, is it because they're longer clips? You think that's a good question. Cause if I try to, if I let's, let's, let's try a uh, uh, drum joke on the, on there the media go. board yeah. here. See, well, now it's all fouled up because I tried to hit play on something else. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Come on, here we go. Hey, Bad Spiders, Chuck and Dale. Happy, Happy New Year. Year. Happy New Year. Thanks for continuing to do the show into 2024. Yeah, I just can't stop thinking about Benoit Balls. <laughs> I've never heard of this. I don't fully understand it. It sounds like some kind of pleasuring device for a woman. Uh, do I have that right? It just made me think, you know, is there any kind of counterpart? My friend was asking if there's any kind of counterpart for men, uh, you know, possibly like a, like mm. one of those Chinese finger traps, but like for your member. Right. Um, I don't know if you have any information, if there's anything like that, but thank you for all you do. It's amazing. You know, wow. Is that a mystery caller? Uh, mystery caller. Wow. I'm glad you asked. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, I, I I saw this question come through the line. Yeah, before our producer sent it to me, so I did a little research, Dale, into these these uh, BW balls. Yeah, uh, Benoit balls. So yeah, it it is. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I think it's not recommended. It's recommended for the V. Okay. Yeah. Right. All right. Yeah. And it, and it's promoted as a way to strengthen the pelvic floor. No, and I guess that's how they can get away with selling. It is. That, yeah, that's how they that's can get away with thing. selling it. That's selling them. Yeah, no, because there's no scientific evidence that it does anything. It brings pleasure that way. to to a woman. But the, yeah, the other thing is to bring pleasure, which I I I don't know. Does it? I yeah, I happen to know that it does for women who use them. Oh, okay. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, like it's like you know, two dogs in a bathtub. You gotta <laughs> 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 
Is it like those things that Steven Tyler uses in that, that one music video? Those two silver balls that he's spinning? Uh, oh, yeah. That's the um, go bodang balls or whatever. They're, that's not, that's not sanit. That is not. That's a, a different that's a thing. Different thing. No, these okay. are things that, you know, right. will uh, remain in, housed inside of a woman as long as she wants them to be. Like you could, that to work. They could wear How? them to work. They could wear them to the gym. They could wear, like, they could do them yeah. whenever, they could wear them whenever they want to wear them. It's their right. And if it brings them pleasure, more power to them, you know? Now, does it take constant work to keep them within, to keep them housed? Well, that's like, where, this, they, that's where the- Can sh- they let go? <laughs> I don't know that much. I don't know that. I don't know <laughs> if you have to, like, <laughs> proactively keep shut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that much. Okay, I just know we're running up against the 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 incel uh, walls here, guys. A male equivalent, uh, though, that's a great our, question. A Chinese a Chinese finger trap situation. I understand what this call what this caller is asking. Yes. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't know. I think anal anal bees. Not really equivalent. It's not really equivalent. That's just two dogs in a bathtub. There's in no your juggling behind. going on. Yeah, it's it. It seems like there's a juggling motion with the the, the Benoit balls, right? There, there's an aspect in in my head. That's that's the thing. There's the aspect of them moving around, but maybe that's not the thing. See, I see. I keep picturing Steven Tyler uh, juggling these yeah. silver balls, and that's not what's going there's on. There's something wrong with the world today. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Something's wrong with our eye eyes. Chuck, we're seeing things in a different way. <laughs> I live it on the edge. Mystery caller knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah, derailing the show. My, I'm flush. Dale, I'm flush. Yeah, your face is. I, I, meanwhile, I'm, I'm composed. I'm, I'm sitting here <sighs> the whole time thinking you're trying to pick a movie. I'm trying to think of the male equivalent to uh, something that you yeah. could, uh, a man could wear full time under their dockers. Mm. In work. Oh, at maybe the gym. it's these okay. I don't think so. Well, maybe it's these uh these uh foreskin maniacs, these maniacs who are mad that they got circumcised as babies. Okay. And they and I know they sell these devices that try and stretch their foreskins out to regain Jesus Christ. Some of that foreskin. I mean, it sounds like quackery. But uh, I believe I've I've read about devices such as these. But again, this doesn't really cover it. This is not the same thing. No. I, I you know, Chuck, the stuff that I, you tell me about the War of the Rohirrim movie. You tell me about this Gremlins <laughs> animated TV show. You tell me about the this foreskin, like the things that you reveal only through conversation. The internet's a big place. It's not like the old days when there are only three channels and everyone watched the same movies. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you would need, um, I, can, I can't, I keep dwelling, so we got to move on, but I cannot, if there is an equivalent for something where you, a man could um, jam his fronts into something that brings pleasure even under uh, the, ple- the most pleated of khakis, I don't know. <laughs> so, but you know what? Maybe if we that maybe that's just too much power we already have too much power as a man as it is maybe we don't deserve yeah, things like that yeah. yeah that's true but please call back 
if you if you figure it out. And that concludes that concludes our uh, the, our mailbag segment. Hallelujah! It's a fuck, Chuck. It's an hour and twenty minutes. Like I can't, we can't keep doing this. Do you understand what I'm oh telling you? Oh my god! How did we do that? I'll tell you what, though, the people love love that extra long episode. Didn't they, they really did. They love it. I think they really did love it. But but that was it. a one time. Give me for 2024. <laughs> <laughs> um, the scissors are back out. I got to. I can't. We can't keep doing this. We're, there's two of us. It's not like we're a whole panel of people that go on for an hour and a half. <laughs> Damn it, Dale. I found the perfect movie and it is not available to stream anyway. uh, why would they do that to us i mean i'm sure there's plenty of ways to watch it but i don't want to yeah. well let me just check youtube if it's on youtube then maybe i'll pick it. then we have carte blanche oh my god i think it's on youtube yes it is fuck it i'm picking it oh my god there's something wrong with the world today the light bulbs are getting dim. Dale, it has been up for eight. It's been, Dale, this movie's been on YouTube for eight years and it has 3.7 million views. Oh, wow. It's, I don't think this is getting pulled this week. I hope. It's not going anywhere. It is not going anywhere. So, Dale, I am delighted and honored to present the next movie we are watching on Bad yes. Spider, episode 188. Give it to us. From 1991. Stone Cold. Yeah. <laughs> We're living out here. You can't help yourself falling. Living it on the edge. Can't tell He's spinning those bees <laughs> in his hand. Brian Bosworth, Lance Henriksen, William Forsyth. Calm down with the, the, the A-listers, please. <laughs> Stone Cold, directed by Craig R. Baxley, a cop who enforces his own brand of justice. Joe Huff is a tough loner cop with a flair for infiltrating dangerous, dangerous biker gangs. The FBI blackmailed Joe into an undercover operation that entails infiltrating the Brotherhood, a powerful Mississippi biker gang linked in the murder of government officials, as well as dealing with drugs with the media. Mafia. Dealing, as well as dealing drugs with the mafia. <laughs> Chuck, look at the amount of stars given, giveth. Look at the amount of stars giveth outeth. It's, if it wasn't Brian Bosworth in a starring role, I would say this, this is, the star power alone is too big uh, to be a Bat and Spider movie. But this is a Bat and Spider movie through, through and through. through. I mean, I remember the trailers for this. I remember... 1991, when they when Brian Bosworth was gonna be the the biggest Hollywood star, they he had the track in 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 his sights, and uh, yeah, this is guys get ready because you're gonna you're good you're just gonna Google uh, you're gonna put Stone Cold Bosworth into YouTube and it's gonna be the first hit. Yeah, it looks like that's maybe so. the only way we're getting a hold of this bad boy, but. This is a good thing, Chuck. But look at this art. Like, does this art indicate that a Severin or a or a Vinegar Syndrome put out something? Because this art is pretty modern. You think the the Terminator? I think this is old. Really? Maybe it is. Compared to the rest of the maybe posters yeah, and letterbox, maybe. to though. 
Yeah, you're probably right. Oh God! See, it's it's hard to to because there's a wrestler, there's a famous wrestler. It's hard to Google yeah. this. or the Tom Selleck movie Stone Cold, which this is not. God, the the scores on this movie. I, I, I am mean, flummoxed this right now. Movie made millions. This of could dollars. be Craig R. Baxley's highest rated movie on Letterboxd. <laughs> yeah, very well could be. God, I can't wait, Dale. I can't wait. Scott Marvel gave it middling reviews, so you know this movie's a banger. That's a that. <laughs> so. Because that's that's Scott Marvel's uh, bell curve. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so until until next week, uh, we get we have a couple of assignments. Okay, folks, you need to uh, listen to this episode. You need to go to batandspider.com. You need to join our Discord. Please go to our Kofi page, yeah. ko-fi.com/batandspider. All these things that you could do within the next week. Me, I have to find 30 minutes of the show to cut out uh, before it's released on Thursday. Yeah, Chuck? And me, I'll, I'll be on adamandeve.com staring at the uh, Benoit Boz product page trying to just figure, wrap my head around these things. Just trying to figure it out. Good luck. Thanks. Um, I think... I think it's, I think me personally, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to, the fact that they exist is hot enough for me. Okay. <laughs> I wonder if they, it feels like a thing that dates back to the Romans. You know? Yeah. Like Roman. They Empire. probably use like knuckle bones. I, I, if I could give a if, if I could give a if I could give a quick plug to the movie One Hundred Girls from the year two thousand, that's where I first heard of Benoit Balls. Okay. <laughs> oh God, Chuck, good luck in your research. I don't need to know. I'm happy. Thank I'm happy you. that they they're that they're out there, and it makes me sweat thinking about. You've been comfortable with these things for years. It's fine. Twenty three years, but for but for the rest of us, you just you know you're. Dropping bombs. Um, um, Stone Cold, everybody. Stone Cold. We're going to see you next week with uh, Stone Cold. Not to be missed. Not to be missed. I guarantee it. Hey, uh, hey, everybody out there. Who loves you? Who loves you? Exactly. Thanks for, thanks for talking back to your radio and answering us here at Bat and Spider. <laughs> we love you. That's right. Um, Chuck, what, what else do you want to say? I love these people. What about you? Nothing. I gotta go. I feel my blood sugar dropping. Yeah, we gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta get. I gotta. We gotta get out of here. I don't know what's going on here. Love you. (sighs) I love you.
Our theme song was created by Toby Forsman of Whipsong Music. Find out more at whipsongmusic.com. This, this, this is a Tape Deck Podcast. Mm-hmm.